Hello, and welcome to the Still To Be Determined podcast, the podcast that follows up on topics from the YouTube channel Undecided with Matt Farrell. I'm not Matt Farrell. I'm Sean Farrell. I'm his older brother. I'm a writer. (laughs) And I'm here with Matthew. Matthew, say hello. Hello. Before we get into the episode, just a quick reminder about ways you can support the podcast. You can, of course, follow the podcast. You can subscribe either on YouTube or at your favorite provider. You can also follow the stilltbd.fm link, and you will find on that page a way to throw some pennies in the jar. We appreciate any kind of support that you're able to give, even if it's just listening, commenting, and recommending to your friends. Before we get into the new episode, I would like to mention some comments on our last episode. And my main one that I'm going to refer to is from Arnab Biswas. Arnab has commented before. I've mentioned him before. And when I mentioned him before, I said, I'm pretty sure I'm probably slaughtering your name. Arnab is a very (laughs) kind person. Arnab writes, it's fine. Not really butchering, just a bit of mispronunciation, and it's completely fine and normal. I'm used to it. He then writes, I'll reply, by the way, to say it if you want, but not needed, and I don't mind. All Asian or non-English countries natively will have names like this. Arnab, I encourage you, please let me know how to say your name properly. Any kind of phonetic <laughs> spelling in a comment will help me because we don't just want to refer to people who are listening to the podcast. We want to engage in conversation with you, and I don't want to be mispronouncing anybody's name. Yeah. Arnab continues to talk about the 3D printed homes that we discussed in our last episode. And he responds to my comment about houses being circular, 3D printing of houses. And I referred back to a house that Matthew and I saw as we were growing up. It was in a neighborhood not too far from our home that was a, effectively, it was a geodesic dome, a small geodesic dome. And so we talked a little bit about a circular design like that. And Arnab points out the houses being circular. Well, it depends on how you're printing because depending on how you shape the the radius, you would actually be losing floor space. And so that's Mm -hmm. a pretty good response to my suggestion that the future may be round. So on to today's episode. Today we're going to be talking about exploring Tesla solar roof versus solar panels. This is Matt's episode from May 11th, 2021. And one of the key things here is Tesla seems to be clearly in the driver's seat as far as mm-hmm. pushing the, the roof aspect versus the panel aspect. But I couldn't help but wonder, and I noticed similar comments on the video itself. Does this seem to be splitting into two camps that would arguably be, well, industrial design? exists and commercial home design exists. And this is something where most homeowners would naturally be inclined to go with the more aesthetically pleasing design as opposed to the additive Mm -hmm. to the home, the panel on top. Do you see 10 years down the road where that sort of split is just more obviously recognized? And that you would not expect to see solar panels in residential areas. Or do you think that this is something that could actually change what is considered aesthetically pleasing or acceptable? And we just might start seeing panels just as often 
or more often just because of price, because the price difference is pretty stark. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think it's going to be the second one. Honestly, it's like, I think we're going to see more and more of the tile products in the market, but I don't want this to come across <laughs> badly. I think it's going to be more of a product for the rich. Um, and it also depends on where you live, because if you live in, let's say we have family in the middle of Iowa and property prices in the middle of Iowa, housing costs are very low. So if you have a house that's worth $125,000, you're not going to put a hundred thousand dollar roof on it. That's just, that's not going to happen. It's, it can't be 50% of the value of your house. So it's, it's one of those, if you live in a McMansion in Denver area, <laughs> yep, <yeah>, maybe <laughs> you're going to see that more and more. Uh, so it's, there's going to be kind of a, a split between the haves and the have nots. Um, I myself am, I've mentioned this a few times on other podcasts I'm on. I'm currently looking to build a house right now. And I feel like I need to do a video at some point in the future with a little bit of a mea culpa because I've talked about the Tesla solar tiles in previous videos where I've talked to installers and I think Tesla has kind of oversold the value proposition of solar tiles because it is so crazy expensive and the argument that when you combine the cost of a roof plus panels the solar the solar roof with tiles it's, it's all in one so it kind of work it kind of washes out it doesn't it only washes out if you're talking about premium products like composite shingles or slate you know roofs when you start to get to the very expensive stuff yes but as soon as you get to like something like a standing seam metal roof or an asphalt shingle, the, the, the difference in price is vast. And all you have to do is go to the Tesla website and just go and look at their, get a price quote for your home on the website for adding panels and a power wall to your house. And then go through the same exact process and look at what it costs for a roof tile with the power wall. And they will show you the calculation over 25 years, how much payback will you get from the system and i did this because i'm planning on building a new house and i was kind of like just getting a rough ballpark of like what it would be if i got a standing seam metal roof plus panels and batteries over 25 years i'd come out about fifty thousand dollars ahead in savings if i did the solar tile i'd come out twenty thousand dollars that's pretty ahead. dramatic correct so there's a thirty thousand dollar gap and that's including the cost of the standing seam metal roof with the panels. That's over how long a, so it's like a, a this period? 20 years, you said? 25, 25 years. years. So 25 in 25 years. years, that's effectively uh, being able to buy a car within that 25 year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's one of those, I think the, de the decision making is going to come down to, like you said, it's going to be where are your priorities? Is aesthetics over cost or is it cost over aesthetics? And I think for 70% of the population, it's going to be cost over aesthetics and then for the people who more money is less of an object it's going to be more aesthetics and because of that i think it's going to become more and more acceptable of i think panels themselves me personally i don't think they're ugly i think panels are fine um and there's clever ways that you can integrate them onto your roof it's like there's you know it's possible that you put them on the back of your house from the street you don't see them so it's like i personally think that panels will always be kind of the driving force of solar over a tile product mainly because of that that seems to have been in the same vein as a comment from michael t shu who wrote if i could have found a tile installer 
I would have considered them when I replaced my 30 year old roof last year, but no one around here mm -hmm. that I could find does them. So I went with a metal tile roof for longevity due to high winds and I'll look into adding panels in the next year. Michael doesn't mention where he lives, but that's another aspect of this is mm -hmm. Tesla is going to be facing a slow roll and also yes. is the cost going to keep them from entering certain wider markets. So just simply availability will keep them from becoming the standard. And I also couldn't help but think there's a certain, you know, at one point cars had fins on the back because some designer somewhere mm -hmm. was like fins will make the car look like it goes faster. It doesn't actually do anything for the car, but it looks like it will be going faster. And right. then at a certain point they went away because aerodynamics actually took the, took the wheel, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I can't help but wonder if this will be a case of we are slowly getting introduced to what solar panels in residential areas look like. It's not uncommon to yes. drive through any neighborhood and see solar panels in my neighborhood. You know, your neighborhood is, is a suburban individual homes driving through your neighborhood, yep. seeing tiles on the, the roofs is not uncommon in my neighborhood, which is Brooklyn brownstones. It's not, it's no longer uncommon to be walking up a street and see what looks like. It basically looks like people have put cabanas on top of their brownstones. They put them uh -huh. up on frames. So, yeah, uh, it's probably a combination of keeping the panel from being too close to a roof. Brownstone roofs tend to need uh, care. So they, they yeah. might need to be retarred. There's a kind of like papering and tarring process to, to waterproof a brownstone roof. It's probably intended to keep the panels high enough so that you don't end up screwing up the ability to repair and work on the roof in the future. It also creates yep. then underneath the panels, a kind of shaded roof area, which I think is yep. a, an interesting byproduct the, the, if you have access to your roof, you could actually now go up there on a sunny day and be under shade. Um, and it also probably has a component of getting it above. Sometimes neighboring buildings are, it almost looks are like taller. steps going up, up a hill. Yeah. And so having the, the tiles raised up probably keeps it from being affected by some neighboring buildings. But it's no longer strange. I remember the very first time I saw one in the neighborhood and thinking, oh, that looks weird. And now I see them, <laughs> they're springing up all over the place in my neighborhood. And it's, yeah. and it's one of those things that's just like, that's just a solar panel. Um, and being yep. on the subway where I live, it's an elevated train. So there's a, a portion of the ride where we're above the neighborhood. And it's not unusual to see on larger commercial buildings, there are some you know, auto body places and, and larger buildings. I think there's a con ed plant and there's a, uh, a section that is basically a, um, a taxi garage that has a fleet of like mm -hmm. probably a hundred cabs go in and out of this one building. And when you're above those buildings, you can see the panels all laid out and it's, so it's becoming more regular. And I wonder if that slow buildup of experience of it's not uncommon to see these things will also help introduce panels as there's nothing aesthetically that's a turnoff. There's nothing aesthetically here that's making you look cheap compared to a thing that if you do use it, 
You don't even know it's there. So that's a weird twist. The idea that, oh, if I just spent enough money, nobody would know I was spending that money because the roof would just look like a roof. So it's, yep. it's a little bit like um, inadvertent PR. Like we're just having this slow transition and it just makes me wonder, um, will we just adapt in a way that we don't expect and or will we adapt in a way that will keep Tesla from grabbing a bigger foothold? I love, I love that angle of thinking. And I actually touched on that exact topic a long time. It was a year, a year ago. I did a video on the Cybertruck and how, why we're all wrong about it being an ugly design. And it's because there's this psychological thing in all, all humans that when we see something that's different from the norm, we kind of recoil and be like, ah, it's different. And we kind of recoil from it. But the more you see it and the more people that you see using it or partaking in it and enjoying it, your mind starts to kind of adapt and change and we're malleable. So there's like this period of just recoiling and not liking different. But once you start to see it everywhere and it becomes normalized, you start to kind of be like, ah, oh, whatever. This is a couple of solar panels on that roof. And you don't even think about it at a certain point. So I think you're spot on that in time panels themselves. I don't think people will concern themselves. I get, I get messages from people saying it's going to negatively affect my, you know, housing price because it's ugly and people won't want to buy my house, which is funny to me because they don't live in my area. And if they knew my area, I've lost count of the number of houses in my area that have solar panels right. in my neighborhood alone. It's like, it is, it adds value to my house because my house produces its own electricity. <laughs> it's very desirable. So it's going to add maybe 10 to 15% to the value of my home when I go to sell it. It's like, it's, it's the exact opposite. So it's like, but it's normalized here. Right. People see them, they don't mind them, and they like the benefits of them. So it's like the more, as it spreads more and more, it's going to be normalized. It's going to be acceptable. So I don't think that the tile product that looks like a roof, I think that is probably the future at some point if they can drive prices low enough. But I don't think it's ever going to be the majority of solar installations that we say. I think it's going to be, like I was mentioning before, probably the the wealthier... Right class of folks that can afford it will do it somebody who doesn't want to put us panels on a house that may have cost them millions to to purchase or something that aesthetically they're going to think is just going to not fit with i mean i can imagine some designs of some very old homes some like colonial homes mm -hmm. you know, depending on how um what the look of the home is. Work. Somebody might think like a panel is just going to look jarringly strange on this. And yes. and if somebody has that kind of home, they're also probably going to be in a position of being able to afford the next step up. And it's great to have options. Let's put yeah. it that way. It's great to have them both. And I also from. wonder how much of, and I don't know that you would know this answer, but it does lead into a commenter's question. So I, I wanted to start with this. Um, do you have any idea how much of the real estate market and, you know, if, if you're listing your home and you've got solar panels and you're saying this is seen as a benefit, so it's actually going to improve mm -hmm. the listing rate that I'm going to be able to put on my home. Do you know how much of that is driven by government subsidies on this kind of technology on your home? Do you have the ability when you have a solar panel to get some sort of benefit from your local municipality that then becomes the reason why the real estate market views this as a positive. 
Oh, that's interesting. In in my specific situation, I would say no. And the reason for that is I, as the person that paid to have the panels put on my house, I benefited directly because I got the tax credit. So that tax credit is now mine and done. So whoever buys my house doesn't get that benefit. There's the SREC program, which pays me out every month for pumping energy into the grid. That what's interesting about the SREC program is when I leave and move, I will continue to get those checks even though I no longer live here. So it's because you invested in the technology on your home. It was my money to take with. Correct. Wow. That is fascinating. Correct. Yeah. So it's like, I could flipped homes. I could transfer that. You flipped homes for a living. You could effectively (laughs) flip homes, put on panels, sell it, move on to the next one and build effectively. You'd be building effectively a solar farm. Think about it this way. It's like you can lease panels. So like Tesla has a solar leasing program. So it's like no money up front. I could have Tesla come in here and install solar panels on my roof. I immediately start to get a small discount on my monthly electric bill because of that. But I don't get the tax credit benefit. I don't get the SRC program or any of that. Tesla does because Tesla was the investor right. that put the panels. There. Whoever pays for the panels gets the benefit. Okay. So for me, as the homeowner that installed them, I get the benefit. The person who's buying it, the only thing they get out of it is the cheaper electricity right. bill every month. Because the cost so it does sales. sound like it's largely the market deciding that it's a value to the Correct. future buyer as opposed to instead of paying two hundred dollars right. a month in electricity, I can actually say to somebody who's buying this house, you will most likely be paying seventy five percent less every month over the course of a right. year when you buy this house that that has value that's 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 what drives it. This is the question that that created that comment from me. Jody Robinson wrote. I don't get how these panels you're quoting are so expensive. In South Africa, we've got a company, Art Solar, that will sell to the public at under 36 cents US per watt with a 30-year output warranty and 12-year structural warranty. You guys are being ripped off. (laughs) I couldn't help but wonder if this is a situation of context. If in South Africa, Uh if there may not be some sort of governmental program that is subsidizing that industry to drop the price that low. And I say that just as speculation. I actually went and did a little research and looked up South African solar panel subsidies, and I couldn't find anything that directly pointed to that program, but I did find a Mm -hmm. lot of information about how reliant on coal South Africa was. And it was something like 95% Mm -hmm. of their electric production was coal-based and that they were responsible for a huge amount of power for the entire African continent. And that was largely coal-based. So I, and there is also a few articles that I saw that were about how hard the South African government is pushing moving to the next generation of electric production, including solar and wind. So mm-hmm. I wondered you know, from you, what is your take on this comment as to... South African panels apparently so much cheaper than here in the US. Mm-hmm. And could that be potentially governmental subsidies that are helping consumers get these things so that the government can say, look, we're moving to the next generation of electric production? Could it be the sourcing of the panels themselves? Could Art Solar be getting panels from some other producer somewhere which are making these panels super, super cheap? potentially being not mm-hmm. as efficient, potentially not being as um, having the longevity that you might want. But 
just what's your take about like you're comparing apples to apples as much as possible on your channel. Here seems to be an apples to apples comparison where the, the price is so much lower and you, one of your viewers is saying like, what gives here? You guys are being ripped off. Yeah. I get that. I get that comment a lot whenever I talk about solar panel prices, specifically in the U.S. He's not doing an apples to apples comparison specifically with what I brought up, though, because he's talking about going and buying the panel. I'm talking about buying the panel and installing mm. it. So the prices in my video are the whole enchilada after it's installed in your roof, it costs you this much per watt. Where what he's talking about is I can go buy a panel that costs this much per watt. Well, then he has to buy the racking system, the inverters. He has to actually do the labor of installing it, all of that kind of stuff, getting permits, like he's not factoring that into his cost that still is his even when you factor that in his prices are still going to be less than the united states and part of the reason for that is governmental policies another part of that is south africa is probably just way ahead of us when it comes to solar adoption um australia is another company a country that is just like wildly ahead of the united states out of necessity they've really pushed solar and they've gone so far that their prices are the same thing it's like dirt cheap to install solar down there part of it is how much they're paying for importing solar panels where are they getting those panels from it's the supply chain chant there's tons of companies in china that just pump out dirt cheap panels how effective are they how long do they actually last how good are they the united states doesn't really produce a lot of our own solar panels we do a lot of importing so because of that like tesla actually produces their own solar tile in Buffalo, New York. So it's like the Gigafactory in Buffalo is actually making the tiles. They're one of the few companies here in the, in the United States that's actually making panels here. There are other companies doing it, but it's like we're a small piece of that pie. So labor costs in China are dirt cheap, but then the shipping them over to South Africa probably has like very low to no tariffs. It's like there's a whole bunch of stuff that makes it that cheap. So it's not that we're getting ripped off. It's just It'd be like saying that Australia is getting ripped off. Like if you're a video game player and you live in Australia, my gosh, you know, buying a game here costs us 60 bucks and there might be 120. It's like, cause the importing and the tariffs and all that kind of stuff for Australia is it makes costs for like that through the roof. And it would be like saying to them like, oh, you're getting ripped off. It's like, that's the cost of doing business in Australia. It's like, that's the cost of living in the United States. It's a higher cost of living import duties and all that kind of stuff so it's like it's a very complicated thing so you can't just point at i paid 40 cents per watt for this panel because if you're like my friend steve haynes who added solar to his rv he did it himself so he when he bought his panels when he told me what he paid per panel it's like it's crazy cheap but then he had to go through the process of installing it himself and doing everything himself so it's like it's not apples to apples, it's apples and oranges. So it's like, you can't really compare it that way. You have to give the whole, what's the whole. But um, basically what you're saying nuts. is it's not just, it, it may not be apples to apples. It may not be apples to oranges either. Cause we are talking panel to panel at a certain point. So maybe it's yeah. more like comparing apples to applesauce. There's a lot more ingredients and time <laughs> and effort that goes into the applesauce. So <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yes. I like that. I'm going to use that as a new saying from now yeah. on. It's apple to apple sauce. Well, yeah, patent pending. Um, <laughs> don't forget, I am a writer, so I've copyrighted that already, and you owe me royalties. Okay. <laughs> so we'll turn that to our listeners now. It's The question is, if you had the ability today, without cost being a factor, would you go with panels or would you go with tiles? And then taking the cost into 
consideration. Would panels be okay or would you still be holding out for tiles? Let us know what you think. We're really interested in that conversation. You can find the contact information in the podcast description. And if you're on YouTube, obviously that's right below the video. Please do subscribe wherever you're checking us out. We're available at any podcast provider and we're also available on YouTube. We also have a way to directly support the podcast. That's available at stilltbd.fm. You'll see the support the podcast link there and you can throw some pennies in the jar. We appreciate whatever support you're willing to give. Please do be sure to give us a rating, a review, and share us with your friends because it really helps the podcast. The podcast helps the channel. The channel helps Matthew. And then Matthew steals my apples to applesauce comparison. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next time.